Uh, the Lord is good. I said the Lord is good. If you believe, you give me an amen. amen. Can you open our Bibles quickly to the book of Psalm 2? Again, I'll request everybody to try and read from uh, New American Standard. If you have the opportunity, if you don't use any Bible you have, please. But if you can, move to that so that we'll read. Uh, that's what I'll be reading from so that we'll be united. I mean, that's so that when um, our voices are heard, most people will be in unison. That's the only reason, nothing more than that. Psalm chapter 2. Psalms chapter 2. Are we there? Remember, it's what? A declaration. It's a proclamation. All right, are we there? All right. Psalm 2 for everybody, but please, if you, because this is, most people use electronic devices, so if you have a new American standard, just switch over to that, and let's take it together. Are we ready? All right, one, two, let's go. It's an opera, and the people's devising a vain thing. The kings of the earth take their stand, and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed saying, Let us tear their fetters apart and cast away their cause from us. He who sits in the heavens laughs, the Lord scoffs at them. Then he will speak to them in his anger and terrify them in his fury, saying, But as for me, I have installed my king upon Zion, my holy mountain. I will surely tell of the decree of the Lord. He said to me, You are my son. Today I have begotten you. Ask of me, and I will surely give the nations as your inheritance, and the very ends of the earth as your possession. You shall break them with a rod of iron. You shall shatter them like earthenware. Now therefore, O kings, show discernment. Take warning, O judges of the earth. Worship the Lord with reverence and rejoice with trembling. Do homage to the Son, that he not become angry and you perish in the way. For his wrath may be kindled. How blessed are all who take refuge in him. Amen. Amen. And before we take our seats, can we please take our declaration of understanding as we surely do? One, two, let's go. Now I declare. And the Lord has given me the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. And I'm being filled with the knowledge of his will. In all spiritual wisdom and understanding. As a result of this, I'm walking in a manner worthy of the Lord. I am pleasing Him in all respects. I'm bearing fruit in every good work. And I'm increasing in the knowledge of God. Now again, I incline my ears to His Word. Word is entering my heart. It is giving me light and direction. It is healing me in every area. And it's making me more and more like the Lord Jesus. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 I said amen. amen. The Lord is good. Let's take our seats quickly. We're going to stand up again in a moment. Uh, but before we that, do that, let me just um, say a thing or two. Just a reminder. I've been talking about the prophetic function of the people of God. In fact, we ended up giving this series a title, Arise and Prophesy. And now one, one of the things I've explained is that the earth must be filled with the knowledge of God, the knowledge of the glory of God. I want to emphasize that particular word, glory, as the water covers the sea. That is, everywhere has to be drenched with the word of God. Do you understand that? Our lives must be drenched with the word of God. Our homes must be drenched with the word of God. Our jobs must be drenched with the word of God. Our offices, our ministries, 
and the nation as a whole, our cities, our towns, our villages must be dressed with the word of God. We have established that human beings hear the word through their ears, that's certain. But it's not only through your ears you hear the word, because Lazarus didn't have ears working anymore. Yet when the word of God entered into where he was, he found himself at the door, according to the word of the Lord that said, Lazarus, come forth. We have also established that things hear the word of God. That is, of course, human beings hear, naturally, then they hear without their ears, that is, they respond as living beings, as things in the environment. Beyond that, you have other things in the environment. Animals hear the word of the Lord. A fish will hear the word of God and keep something for Peter. Trees hear the word of God. Jesus said to the tree, oh yeah, involute, you know, die. I don't know what the tree did, it died. It heard the word of God. You understand my point? Storms hear the word of the Lord. Jesus looked at the storm and said, be still. And what happened? It stopped. The waves stopped because Jesus spoke a word. So the things in the environment, they hear the word of God. You must understand that kings hear the word of God. When I say hear now, I don't mean you preach to them. What I mean is that you give them a word. If you instruct them concerning certain things, they will conform according to what God has said. So we have a duty, therefore, even angels. Let's talk about that. Angels hear the word of God. The Bible says they hearken unto the voice of his word. That tells us that it's not only when God is speaking. Once the word of God is released, no matter who's speaking it, no matter who's uttering it, once it is properly and legally released, they hearken unto the voice of that individual. Once it's the word of God that is, that is projecting. So you find out that everybody hears the word of God. Even God himself hears the word of God. Did you hear what I said? He respects his own word. That's why I said, by myself I have sworn. He respects his own word. The only thing he's now saying is that let us do the duty of filling everywhere with that knowledge of the glory of God. And that's a mistake we make it a lot of time, so don't do that. Unfortunately, we claim to have a superior information. That is, we have superior information. We have truth, not information, truth. All right? Them, Muslims, as an example. But you know what they do? Several times a day, they broadcast their own word into the air all around. Hindus will meditate a whole night. The word I, I watched many years ago, I don't know where, who was analyzing it. Uh, coffee, where does it come from? The earliest record of coffee was that mystics used it to stay up all night so they could meditate. And if you've seen them meditate, it's not thinking. They chant. They chant. They keep talking. In my house, when my children and I want to meditate, I tell them two things. Now, I'm not saying this is, you must do it this way, but this is how I would do it in my house. Two things you must do. Your mouth must move and your whole body must move. That's it. You don't just sit down there and see your eyes are closed. No. <laughs> I have they have different ones. One of them, one day was meditating, was doing like this. None of us could interrupt. The guy meditated for long, all through, he was doing this. Well, I tried my best not to laugh because I was also meditating too. <laughs> one of us was busting to laugh. I said, what was that? <laughs> no, he said, move. move. <laughs> and one of my kids, his own is to rock like a real Hindu. He sits like that and he rocks up and down. He rocks like this throughout. Maybe for one hour he'll be rocking like that throughout. I tell you, you must be rocking. One of the reasons why I said is that I don't want anybody to fall asleep. That's how we began. During lockdown, someone began this thing. Alright? In fact, my wife misses that lockdown period seriously. Oh, she misses it. Because we could spend three hours in the morning 
do all kinds of things. That is praying, meditating, teaching the word, play with each other, or just sit down there. Now, what I'm trying to say is that we must learn to meditate. We must learn to release the word into the air. We don't do it enough. We don't do it enough. And that's why God has given me this um, uh, maybe responsibility and privilege in this season to instruct the people of God. It is not just to preach the gospel so that people can hear. That is one part of the assignment of believers. Now remember this, we are a prophetic people. The church is called the prophet of God on the earth. When he said, touch not my anointed and do my prophets no harm, he wasn't talking about Elijah. He wasn't talking about Samuel. He wasn't talking about Jeremiah, Isaiah, and you know Obadiah and people like that. He was talking about Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, the 12 tribes. Those are the people he called the prophets of God. When he said, touch not my anointed and do my prophets no harm. When he said to um, Abimelech, restore the man's wife and then he will pray for you because he's a prophet. Where did you ever hear Abraham say, um, thus is the Lord? Yet God called him a prophet. So when God uses the word prophet, you have to know what he's talking about. The people of God as a whole, they are a prophet. Can, is that English good? Mm. As a whole, yes, it's good. We are the prophet of God on the earth. Now, prophets don't just predict. I need to remind us, prediction is not just what prophets do. The number one thing prophets do is to utter the word of God into the air. It doesn't have to be a prediction. It doesn't have to be. It's just a declaration of God's counsel. That's what prophets do. They fill the air with the knowledge of God. They fill the environment. Not just people there now. People can hear. But sometimes there's nobody. You speak to the rock. Rocks are supposed to hear. God told Moses to speak to a rock. I hope you're getting my point. The land hears. The land hears. Streams of water we hear. What we just need to do is make sure we are always uttering the word of God. You must understand, the Bible says that he upholds all things, how? By the word of his power. And I said something last time, that listen, we are the prolongation of the days of Jesus. We read from Isaiah chapter 53, that he will prolong his days. What does that tell us? We are the body of Christ. What Jesus began to do, we continue to do. That's one. Number two, there are certain things that he did not even do because he did not belong to the first phase of his ministry. But we are now in this phase of the ministry doing what he's supposed to be doing. And you see how our jobs are intertwined. He's an advocate with the Father, right? But what do we do? We pray for one another with intercession. That's part of being an advocate with the Father, but we're on the earth. I hope you're getting my point. It tells us, the Father judges no man, but he has done what? He has committed all judgment to the Son. Then he said, whatever you shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Can you see that? He's giving us certain duties. Like somebody I was going to explain, that certain things are not for individuals. They are for church. You understand my point? And the church is represented by its elders a lot of times. Because it's not just democracy. 500 of us were in the church or the church in Enugu. You will not have everybody in Enugu gather to make one single decision. But we gather the elders and they make a decision on, on behalf of the church. And that is binding. It's binding both on earth and in heaven. That's a matter of fact. That's a matter of fact. So we must understand. So we, we are the prolongation of the days of Jesus. So it says that he upholds all things by the word of his power. If exactly we are an extension of the days of Jesus, what are we doing? We are supposed to also be upholding things by the word of his power on our lips. 
Let me tell you one of the things Satan does on the earth. We talk about it a lot of times. You know, he's crafty. He's crafty. He recruits people. He recruits, he recruits, he recruits people all the time. One of the things he recruits is God's prophets to prophesy for him. He does that. Rick Jenner said in his book, The Final Quest, I don't know whether he gave the proportion, but he said many Christians are working for Satan. And that one in this country, I know to be true. I know to be true. And there are different ways he persuades them. Different ways. One of the things he has done in this country of today now is to make people angry and bitter. And that, I'm happy that I, I just said that because one of the duties, I wanted to talk about the duties, or let me put it like this, the, 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 the precautions, yes, of a prophet. A number of things prophets must be careful about. One, you must keep your spirit pure. It's important. If your spirit is not pure, it is difficult to do the work of God. There are times prophets are prophesying. My wife knows I will pinch her sometimes. This guy is angry. So, no, no, I'm, I'm sitting in church. You know, God, have to, God has to have mercy on me. Because I did commit when I did church. It's not my fault. Or it's my fault, but it's not my fault. What I'm trying to say is that so, you, you, knowledge pops off. Thank you. You know when you understand something, you just you just you blow. You just you just be you be proud in. <laughs> Honestly, if you know the amount of work I do to be blessed. Most Christian channels, once the preacher has stopped for five minutes, I switch the channel. I'm just tired. See, what is this one you are saying? Don't they read the Bible in your country? Honestly, the thing, it can be hard, though. You just see somebody who prophesies, you are busy judging instead of, instead of listening. I know the Bible says you should judge, but not like that. Not as, hear it first now. <laughs> if you don't hear it, can you judge accurately? It's a problem I have. I'm always overcoming it, amen? I'm an overcomer. I'm an overcomer. No, it's so painful. I just, you know, you just be, you just be angry. Now, but despite, leave me out of this for a moment. Think about it. A lot of people are prophesying. You can just see flesh prophesying. Look at one person the other day. Was he in Bini? They said banks gave federal government one billion naira to fight COVID. Do you remember that? He became, he began to prophesy. That their branch will burn. Yes. He cursed the banks. If you see swear, this guy was reeling curses on the banks. Yeah, the number of banks, I think if I remember UBA, I think GT Bank, Access. How can they come and give federal government one billion? He said, go punish them. He didn't see video at that time. He was flying around. The guy cursed and cursed. Now, why can't they give, like he's pouring water into the ocean? Then why are they giving federal government money? Can't they give the, he took one bank. That were you not know, the ones that sacked workers the other day? <laughs> he cursed them die. I said, this is not the word of God. It's the wrath of man. So prophets have to be careful. Take as an example what's going on in our country now. Everybody is angry, if you know what I mean. And please, if you think you are the only ones angry, you know what I mean by you now, because that's why I said you now. If you think it's southerners, forget that. Northerners are angrier now. Like one man said that southerners don't understand, he's a northerner. He said, what is happening in the north? If it happens in the south, that the country will be on fire. 
He was talking about the amount of insecurity and violence and killings. He said, Southerners cannot endure that. By now, they will have reacted. And he was angry. No, he wasn't angry with the Southerners. He was just angry with everything. And today, somebody showed me his video, of course, a television interview. And one man, one of the elders in the North, he said, President should please resign. That they are tired. That if he knows he can't keep us safe, he should please go home. Now, I'm not supporting him or anything. I'm just going to give an idea. So don't think it's only you. Because they are angry, they can't go to the farms. Everybody's angry. For the Christians, is a bait. Your anger has to be properly directed. You can't be angry with the head of state. You can't be angry at the situation. You can have what the Bible calls righteous indignation. What is that? When you see the word of God, you understand? People are going against God, especially the church of God. So Elijah was angry because the people were serving Baals. They were serving Ashtoreth. They were serving Molech. And they were not serving the true God. So his prophetic indignation was stirred up. And then he began to prophesy. But you have to be careful. I've seen pastors come to church, preach, and you know your mind, you know this, your wife don't vex her this morning. All these years I've been preaching, I'm not bragging, but you will never know from when I'm preaching whether my wife annoyed me or not. You can know if she made me happy, because it's the kind of smile that you say, praise the Lord. You say, this guy, this is no Holy Spirit. Something else is up. <laughs> but if my wife and I disagree, you won't find out. I just, I just go straight to the thing for the day. It's not that today I want to talk about submission. All this way, you're not teaching on marriage, you're suddenly you're in church. If you want to preach to your wife, bro, call her to one side and preach to her that don't harass all of us because one person. No, there are pastors that if anybody, if, if a church member annoys them outside, they enter the church, how not to annoy a pastor? As I was coming up this morning, the Holy Spirit began to speak to me and he said that the people of God need to be blessed. They need to know how not to annoy a pastor. Two people just didn't greet you at the gate. Now it's not the problem of all of us. I know the truth. Adults in the congregation, they usually can perceive. They go look, say, now you? Say, no, no, be me. Now you? <laughs> they, they know. So prophets, we have to learn to keep our spirits pure. Yes, there are things around that should annoy us. But we have to learn to judge with righteous judgment. It's, it's, it's an art. It's an art. You have to learn it. You have to learn it. You learn it from God's word. What is God saying? You superimpose that on what is going on around. Then you come forth with a judgment. That's righteous judgment. You don't judge by how you feel. I remember once we were in church in Lagos. And pastor was saying something. That was the only way I was in Lagos. And he, was, he, he pointed out something. That all the kings of Israel... They didn't come from the 12 tribes, though. That God's order was just, you're going to come from one tribe. And one guy beside me said, so pastor, you know what he said? Under his breath, so pastor, what are you saying? And those are the days of Nadeko, remember? People were angry that, no, June 12. On June 12, we stand. And like one guy said, on June 12, we sit. And then on June 12, we just lie down because there was nothing else we could do again. <laughs> so it was the days of on June 12, we stand. Once pastor sounded like he was saying that the ruler of a country can come from one tribe. He was talking about Israel. 
But what the person heard was how sorrowful I be. He said, Pastor, what are you saying? Immediately I saw this guy was rejecting the counsel of God. He didn't care. Look, and if Pastor had gone down to say that God's will is that the next head of state is from Katina State or whatever, that guy would have left church. Say, Lai Lai. I will do it these days. When you hear Christians with tribal sentiments, you know these people are not from the tribe of Judah. They are not, they are not Israelites of the Spirit. We are supposed to be careful, therefore, purge our spirits. That's one, one assignment we have so that we can hear from the Spirit clearly and prophesy effectively. Our prophetic, what I was saying, is important to the Lord. It's very important. He upholds all things by the word of his power. And we are the prolongation of his days. So we must be the one that's issuing forth on this earth the word of his power. It's so important. So we keep our spirits pure. We don't allow the things in the world to form our judgment. We learn righteous judgment. It's very important. Then we get, that's number one assignment. Number two assignment, or, or is it precaution, I'll say, is that we must have information. Information now being spiritual information. We must know our scriptures. We must know the mind of God. You must do what the Bible calls being in the counsel of God, the counsel of the Almighty. That is, you should know what God has spoken. You, must, you should know what he wants to do. Just No big deal, just read your scriptures regularly. That's what happened to um, um, Daniel. He was just in this Bible one day, and the Holy Spirit led him, of course, was scrolls those days. And he opened the scroll of Jeremiah, and he said himself, he said, I, Daniel, understood by the books the number of years which the word of the Lord came concerning the desolation of Jerusalem, saying 70 years. And then, you see, that gave him reason to begin to pray and then to prophesy. It's so important. He had information. He had information. Many times people are prophesying. They are just prophesying after the flesh. They are prophesying what human beings want. You understand? You are prophesying what the flesh desires. This year, you will buy a motor car. That's not a prophetic business. It's not. I know you can bless people, but that's, not, that's hardly prophetic. It's hardly, it's hardly prophetic. A prophetic you know, utterance is loaded with God's word and direct derivation from the word of God. You are either quoting a scripture or you are speaking based on a scripture you have read. Do you, at some point, like he says, because he has said, therefore we can see. That's how you prophesy. You don't just get up and be saying your desires. Giving days and time. If the Holy Spirit does not expressly reveal something to you, you cannot give days, you cannot give time. You can't say this will happen in the next two weeks, or next one year, or the next eight months. That's your desire. You may want it. If you want to be specific with time, that's a special operation of the Spirit. There has to be a word of knowledge, and then faith by the Spirit to do that. Not just a matter of desire. And so you see people a lot of times, that's what they are doing. They are uttering desires. They are prophesying flesh. Like I said to you, sometimes that's one thing I have to suppress. Sometimes somebody, I'm somewhere, somebody's prophesying. I, just, I feel like saying, bros, relax. This is not prophecy by the Spirit. This is pure flesh. And sometimes, you know, the congregation is fleshly. Yeah. Oh, God, they are fleshly. They are drawing that, fl- that <laughs> hey, God. The man doesn't, see, let me just say something. There are people who are praying for very large congregation. I just feel sorry for you. Many people miss their ministry when congregation is now too large. All kinds of, of people will come to church and be telling you what to say. 
He said, they won't tell me what to say. You wanted them to come. They will. I, I know what I'm telling you. Jesus never, when Jesus wanted to preach good word, he always left the multitude. So those ones are looking for food. Leave them. Anointing will not flow. He will now retreat to a high mountain. Then his disciples will now follow him. They will now begin to teach them. That's what the scripture says. Sometimes I say, the way pastors want to die for a brief congregation, I just say this boy, you want to lose your ministry. Have you? If God sends you three people, preach to them. They are, look, anointing will be hot. Revelation will flow. Once you just see multiple gather out, if you've not seen it, all you'll be doing is this week is a week of blessing. Amen. That, oh, Abba. What else can you do? Jesus did not teach multitude deep words. He couldn't. It's not as if he didn't want to. They can't hear it. The Lord is good. Sometimes when you see big you just run. See, you know the way I am right now. There are opportunities for these people will give me. I will say no. I will decline. I will find an excuse. I will be too busy. I will find something else to do. I will organize a program in my house so I can tell you I have a program. Invite ten people from outside. I, I won't go. Because once you stand like this, those who are looking for food, say prophesy food. One of our brothers said he went to let me not say the country, so that in case they are listening to us, <laughs> it's not Nigeria, it's not Africa. Let me, that, let me just say that. So he went to that particular country. He said, Pastor Banki, those who they don't let you preach. So once he has spoken for like 30 minutes, pastors are preaching in prophesy. <laughs> yes. So they tell him, prophesy. Ah. He's like, prophesy, wait. <laughs> he said, once he has spoken for a short while, they'll send him a note, prophesy. <laughs> I'm not kidding. That the pastor will tap him and tell him, prophesy. He said, was that? He thought it was just one church. No, he went to several churches. Once he's preaching too much, they pinch him, professor. I'm telling you the truth. I had a good laugh. Well, those who want to know, come and ask me the country afterwards. I'll tell you. We know we are live streaming, so we're always very careful what we see on air. In case they are watching us from there, now they say, you are busy in our country. And they have big churches, though. Ah, big, big churches. Say, God, there, before he will say two things, the pastor will pinch his bros, professor. The Lord is good. <laughs> we have to be careful, prophets, not to prophesy flesh. That's the point I'm making. There are certain disciplines, discipline of information, having the information from the word of God like Daniel. He helps you to prophesy appropriately. Then the third discipline, all right? Okay, I didn't use the word discipline at the beginning. Good enough, I, I discovered that word now. One, what's the first discipline I said? Keep your spirits pure. Two, have information. That's the word of God. And number three, watch your conversations. It's important because, you see, the same spring cannot bring forth bad water and then good water. It doesn't work like that. It's very important you watch. That is even conversations when you're not preaching. Conversation when it appears like nothing serious is going on. You're just talking, but because the Bible says that those that fear the Lord spoke often one to another. You're just talking with one another. At that time, watch what you say. When you're analyzing politics, analyze politics in a prophetic fashion. There are certain things that are prophetic. What I mean is this. You drop words like, if it pleases the Lord. The Lord allowed this. The plan of God is being manifest. You know, you keep on tossing it here and there, here and there. 
So that time we went to vote. I we voted for Jonathan, but the Lord overruled and said Buhari will be the president. This is what he said. Some people will say, hey, of course, you know, when ignorant people are talking, dominated by flesh and human reasoning. They say, God does not, they didn't choose Buhari. It was the electorate that chose him. So once we started democracy, God went on leave. Why would, you know, there are things you hear Christians say, and you just shudder. They say, it wasn't God that chose Buhari. It was the electorate. It's democracy. In that case, if this, if you use the, the, the Urim and the Tumim, it's not God that chose the choice, so it is the stones, the Urim. No, God uses democracy now to install his own leaders. Like I wrote in the book, The Mark of the Beast. People say, ah, 5G should not come, Antichrist will use it. I say, even if you have 0G, Antichrist will still use it. If you have 50G, Antichrist will use it. It's whatever G is on ground. After all, the days of Antiochus Epiphanes, one of the early, you know, types of the Antichrist, there was no fight, there was no, there was no minus 10 G there. They were fighting with swords and spears and, you know, and stuff like that. They didn't even have cannons or stuff like that. Yet, this man, the Jews remember him with great infamy. It was the type of the Antichrist. He did such evil, and he didn't have technology, or like today. Anything he has it to use, that's just how spiritual things work. In the same manner, if God wants to appoint leaders, if he comes to your country and says, you are doing democracy, he will make everybody that wants to vote for the man he does not want forget the day of election. You don't know angels, eh? They will blow you like this. And angels know how to confuse people. They can even prosper you. The day you're supposed to vote, business deal will open. You will go. And you say, I'm only one out of a million. Do you know that half a million have gotten different appointments like that? Then those that God wants to vote will go. I mean, uh, Pat Robertson told the story of his father, who was a senator for a very long time. And the word of the Lord came early that the man is leaving. You know what happened the day of election? Snow. Ordinary snow. Snow fell a lot. And everybody assumed the man is so loved, you understand, that he will still win. So they stayed at home. So each person, you know the way we, we stayed at home last election? Because who would defeat PDP in any You know that kind of attitude. So you just stay at home. Say there's no need. So the, you know, we went for uh, presidential election, we went, or all went. The day of gubernatorial election, we stayed at home. Did you go out to vote? <laughs> President, did you go? You see? You see? And he's a man of God. <laughs> That's what happened to the man. All of them, because of the cold, refused to leave their home. But the opponent, because he wasn't popular, his mobilizers worked 24 hours a day. They were knocking doors, reminding people, doing everything. So those ones braved the cold and went to vote. They counted the votes, and the man that God wanted out was out. Ordinary code was what they used. So if anybody tells that it's a it's not God that chose for Nigeria, tell the person, stop talking so ignorantly. Do you know God? I mean, the scriptures are clear. He has said it. He gives the kingdoms to whomsoever he wishes. People think that if God chooses a leader, it means the leader must be good according to their own parameter for good. 
Adolf Hitler was chosen by God. He said, how come? Listen, he's not the worst leader that ever lived. Pharaoh, that imprisoned the same people of Israel. Did God not say, for this cause I raised you up? Was he a good man? Is he a good Pharaoh that said, kill every, um, every male that is born to the Israelites? That's not a good king. The way we talk about good, of course. He's not a good king. He said, kill every male that's born to them. Why do you think Moses ended up on water? He thought the boy was learning to swim at an early age to go for Olympics. He ended up in the water because all the males were going to be killed. Yet God said it clearly, I raised you up. Was he a good king that said, because you said, let my people go, double their job? He appointed taskmasters over those people. He was cruel to them. Yet God said, for this cause, I raised you up. It was God that raised him up to be Pharaoh. So I'm talking about prophetic talking, even in your conversation. Don't ever speak against the word. It's something you do all the time. You're talking to, well, thank God, the next election, I believe that God has, you know, you keep on speaking things that show that you understand that heaven rules. That you understand that heaven rules. If it pleases the Lord, it's pleased the Lord that this happened. We give thanks to God. You know, it's, it's there every time you're talking. That way your spirit is clear so that the time to prophesy, your spirit is not confused. Because many people, they have undermined the power of God in their daily conversations. They come to church. There's no power again. One of my classmates once said, ah, join me in prayer in my mind. You, join you. Why did I refuse to join? Because we talk, you know, we play. In our class, we're always playing, I know. So, you see what people believe. They only start to pray and say, I have a prayer group. <laughs> Go and listen to our, our last series on faith. I explained that faith is supposed to be constant. Have faith in God constantly. The faith you only take in the time of prayer does not work. That faith that only shows up when it is time to pray does not work. It does not work. It must be faith in God constantly. Let's bear it in mind. Um, some, I don't know what it was, about two years ago, three years ago, I taught a particular message here, what I call our conversations, a new type of prayer we should understand. We are not only praying when we are saying, let us pray. Hey, let us pray. Father, Father, Father. If you have to father like that, it's good. What do you think about what's good in this country? Ah, bros. I've been thinking, you know, that conversation, the Lord is hearing. The Bible says, those that fear the Lord spoke of one to another and the Lord heard. He's listening. He's listening. You see the way Jesus Christ came and said, guys, what's going on? They said, what do you mean what's going on? Are you the only one in Israel that doesn't understand what's going on? You know, I told my children, I told us last time here. See, the Jesus we are serving is not the Jesus you read about in the Bible. The Jesus we are serving is not the one that was following Mary up and down, and Mary was changing that apostle. The Jesus we are serving is not even the one that raised Lazarus from the dead. It's not the one that closes, you close your Bible and it stays inside the book. That's the emphasis. I told them the Jesus we are serving is alive today. He walks and see the way he met those people on the road to Emmaus. That's how he escorted you to class. He did not know. 
You were going to the office. You joined, you entered the same keke. Say, what's going on in this country? It's a useless country. <laughs> and he, he writes it down. You know, he writes, people don't understand. You know, if I were you when I'm going, I would be checking my, looking over my shoulder because this is Jesus Christ. He's, he's a stalker. <laughs> he and his angel, they are stalking you. One day just showed up with two angels. Say, let's go by the house of Abraham. And he told the angel, say, I know Abraham. I've trained him myself. The angel said, eh, say, watch how he's going to receive also. As he was approaching, so let's go late. Let's do like so we're not going to his tent. They just pass in front. Let's see whether he will come. Say, I know him. The other angel said, hmm, Lord, we know these human beings. Their hearts are extremely wicked. So just watch Abraham. I assume he took two angels who are not familiar with Abraham. So they just walked by the, you know, they made some noise, breeze blew, attracted Abraham's attention. They were now walking past. Everyone said, ah, my lord, please come, come, come. Come, please, it's rather late. Why don't you stay over here? Ah. Jesus looked at them. I told you. You know, it happened to me once, one of my friends. <laughs> Interesting story. Not very serious story, but a friend of mine went to visit this, 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 this friend, you know, where I, friends, all right? So this guy, we on holiday. School, we are, I think we are just graduated, actually. So the first guy went. I didn't know about it. They were not the days of phones and all of that. So when he came, he came wearing maybe bathroom slippers, like uh, nothing they have now. What? Rumpel shirt, squeeze trouser, raise their gate, put this house. That, literally, that's how he banged on the gate. Bang, you know, he's a nice guy, a playful fellow. Except that he didn't make a very good impression <laughs> on the parents in the house. So another time, when I had to get out, be coming to your house, so and so did. You know what he said without telling me? He said, Bank is going to be coming. To his mother. He said, Bank is going to be coming. He said, Mommy, watch how he's going to dress. And that day as I was going, no big, nothing happening. I just said, ah, I'm going to this guy's house. I just happened to wear a shirt. I put on a tie. Cleaned my shoes very well. Wore my socks. Wore my shoe very well. And wore a very nice, shiny tie. And I got to the gate and I knocked. And when he came out to open the gate, he beamed. He told me to his mother and his dad. Went to the sitting room and sat down. He said, thanks for not disappointing me. <laughs> I said, what is it? He said, I told my mom to watch out for how you are going to dress. And I, thank God I didn't disappoint him. <laughs> thank God it was not a bad day. <laughs> now, <laughs> so that's how Jesus does. just goes around. He told those angels, let's go to the house of Abraham. I know what I've done. I've trained him. I've trained him. He walks around. He enters the keke with people and says, you know, I don't understand. Women, women. What do you think of women? Women are terrible. You can't let them know what you have. Otherwise, they're always having demands, demands, demands. They say, ah, are you sure? Ah, they're very bad. See, one of my aunties tells a story. <laughs> you just report yourself. One of my aunties, that's how she did, though. My uncle has a wife. That his wife is the reason why the house to describe everything. So Jesus will now ask you, okay, ah, bro, so are you married? He said, no, I'm not married, but I know what is going on. So, okay, you don't write hand down. So he tells the keke, I want to stop here. Keke comes and says, your life is over, I'm telling you. <laughs> your life is over. <laughs> you have reported yourself. They now get one is going to in church. Who wants a good wife? You put off your hand. So they tell one thing, you're slapping from behind. And the angel says, but he said, pray for a wife. And I said, find him, Jezebel. So he gave one small Jezebel that came to church last week. Link them. 
Next day, my spirit, you know, as I saw that sister, my spirit, yes, it's your spirit. Jesus, Jesus don't set you up. <laughs> and so you go, just marry Jezebel version 2. That's it. Jezebel V2.0. And your house. Then, of course, after five years, I knew it. I said it. These women are all useless. Jesus said, yes, I heard it. I was there. I wrote it down. Keke? <laughs> you tell the number of the keke? That day, I told you. Listen, people of God, prayer is not only when we raise our hands. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come before thy temple. This is not a temple. It's not temple. People come, come to thy altar. This is not an altar. This is just the parko they put up so that I can see somewhere to put my Bible. And then so I can be seen above people's heads so that the camera can film me very well. There ain't no altar here or in any assembly. There's no, there's no temple anywhere. Even the one they are building in Jerusalem is a fat joke. As far as Christians are concerned, it's no temple. Jesus is in the mango tree. Is it a lie? So if you want to misbehave on the farm and be properly in church, he comes as a headsman. I'm telling you, Jesus will just buy one AK for the seven, hang it over his shoulders, carry stick for here. Why are you shaking your head? It's, He wants to know whether you'll be afraid now. <laughs> and you see the headsman, and you say, oh, running. Jesus said, wait. <laughs> Do not run. Do not be afraid. It's I. <laughs> no, because all the nonsense you're talking in the family wants to hear it too. So will you be afraid? But if you are just calm, and your mind, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He'll come, just greet you very well. Say, please, I'm sorry to disturb you. I've posted guards around you here, so nobody will disturb you. And you'll go home and say, I made one headsman today. It's not heads men anything. It's Jesus men. Are you getting my point? That's true. He meets us in strange places. Many of us will report ourselves regularly. We don't know. Some of your friends that you are talking to are, they are Jesus. You know, when Jesus came to the house of Abraham, how many were they? Three. Those two other people guys, some of them are walking around like that too. Just say, go to that guy's house. I don't like going there. He annoys me. So go and hear what he's saying. You will talk nonsense. This country, there's no hope for the youth. And, the, and you think it's a friend. It's a neighbor. You know, it's an angelic visit of certain them. There is no hope for the youth. Any other thing? Say, Buari has finished us. This guy is finished. Any other thing? <laughs> like one of my friends said, APC government will kill this country. You write it down. APC government will kill this country. Oh, yeah, friend. Your friend say, okay, I'm going home. He say, okay. You don't go. He say, where did I know that guy? Say, you don't know. He goes to Jesus Christ. Say, Lord, I now know why I don't go to his house. Because if you hear the kind of things he says, you will enjoy him. Even me as a small angel, it was hard for me to endure. So anyway, find it. That's his faith. They come to church. Hey, God, God, in the name of Jesus, you will do this year. Breakthrough. The angel looked like You open the book, look. Look at the guy. Open the book. This is the same person. A double, a double-minded man. Unstable in all his ways. Such a one can receive nothing from the hand of the Lord. Since we have, we've been enjoying ourselves. Seriously, we are not aware. So, prophetic disciplines. One, watch your spirit. Keep your spirit pure. Two, have spiritual information. Abundance of spiritual information. And three, watch your conversations. Watch the things you say. 
the spring, a spring cannot bring forth good water and bad water at the same time. If you are bringing forth both of them in an attempt, that is to do that, you end up producing, you know, what the Bible calls lukewarmness. It's still defiled water. The water is not good. I hope you've gotten my point. So, we have the assignment as Christians. Our prophetic assignment, and we must do them. We must do it. We must do it all the time. We must magnify. That's something I just want to say again. We must learn to magnify God all the time. One major way that Satan has recruited Christians into working with him is to declare him God. I said earlier that Muslims wake up early in the morning and several times a day, and the first statement is to tell you who is God. We Christians disagree with them. We believe we know the truth. Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except by him. He has introduced us to the Father. We know God by him. He has made him known. No one has gone to heaven. You understand? The only begotten Son of God has made him known. Do you get my point? That's what he said. So we know it. So Satan says, what do we do? I make everybody declare who is God. And that's one thing about scripture. God is always emphatic on people knowing who is God. He comes to even his own people and has to tell them, I am God and not Buhari. I am God, not Canada. I am God, not United States. I am God, not Lagos. I am God, not Patakot. I am God, not a particular profession. I am God, not a rich husband. I am God. No, I am God. God why does he have to say that? Because one of Satan's assignments is some will take a megaphone and shout who God is. Some don't use a megaphone. What's the opposite of megaphone? Don't say microphone, because microphone connects to something to mega the phone also. Anyway, some of them do whisper phone. Can we call it like that? Yes, they whisper and say who God is. Dollar, it is God. North America is God. Lagos is God. Shell is God. MTN is God. Why? If I can get a job there, I cannot fulfill my destiny. If I can move over there, I will not be able to prosper. And we do that every day, you know, in simple talk, you know, you know, why is that guy rich? Ha. You don't know. His father is very rich. His father was the one that set him up, not like poor people like us who have no father either on earth or in heaven. The earth one is poor. The heavenly one is poor. Our father who art in heaven is very poor because if somebody else's father can make him rich, if you have not been able to make me rich, then you, have must, you must be a poor dad. You will come to church and say, our father who is in heaven, hallowed be thy name. You don't know what hallowed be thy name. Your name is to be sanctified, held in honor. You don't insult him every day. And say the reason why something hasn't worked in your life is because of this. Job said, Elihu said, no one says, where is God my maker? Why have you not broken through like we say? Simple thing like, it has not yet pleased the Lord. Or paradventure, the Lord has, you just drop the name of God here and there. That's what he wants. Not, ah, hmm, these rich people, all of them are in a cult. That's one very, I don't know about Eastern Nigeria. In Western Nigeria, it's very strong. 
Oh, it's very strong. I don't know about East here. In the Western Nigeria, all those poor village people, you know, you know why they are poor? All those poor civil servants, you know why they are poor? There are different reasons. Though. One major reason is that they believe that only occultists are rich. If anybody dies in your family, just don't make money. They will say you have used the person. Meanwhile, there are people who have been dying, they are still as poor as before. I mean, it's, it's rare for you to find a family that there's no premature death at all. No, think about it. Just think about it. It's rare. I'm not saying it doesn't happen, but it's rare. Sometimes a baby will die. Sometimes a man will die at the age of 40-something. Sometimes a teenager will die. We, call, we keep on praying that we don't see death. But it happens. How many of them become rich? But those people, west of the Niger, let somebody just make money first. And somebody died that year before. Ah, what if it's your war? He has used him to do money. When you say things like that, you know what you are doing? Many times, what, what is, people are making excuses for their own state. That you know I'm righteous and holy. So sign of righteousness and holiness is that my business will not do well in this life. If government does not pay salary for three months, my whole family will suffer for three months. So you won't ask, where is God my maker? We have to sanctify the name of God. The man became rich. What he do to make money not concern you? But God has to approve it, whatever, whichever way. So it pleased the Lord to give it to him now. Just leave it like that. Leave it like that. Don't try and undermine somebody else's testimony. Just leave it. Leave it there. So that guy, ah, no, it's not like the rest of us now. Nah. All fingers are not equal. I'm the short one. <laughs> when they are talking, they say, all fingers are not equal. My own is the short finger. Hey, look, this one is the shortest. So that guy, this is it. He said, what is the tallness of his own finger? He don't know his father. No, I don't. Tell me. Ah! He's third generation wealth, forgetting that there was first a first generation. Why can you not be the first generation in your own lineage? That is why God comes and says what? I am God and there's none else. That prophetic job, we have to do it. Deliberately. What I've just explained briefly is for us to know the kind of disciplines we must have for the deliberate actions we are taking to be effective. These are the three disciplines I said I will share with us briefly today. Those three disciplines, please note them very well. Let's go over them again. Number one, keep your spirit pure. Number two, yes, have spiritual information. Thank you. Have spiritual information. Acquire spiritual information. And number three, watch your conversations. Make sure you magnify God in your conversations. Let's do something. Let's, um, let's get, stand to our feet again. What we're just going to do is simply to de- declare God's glory again. That's what we're going to do. First of all, let's go to Jeremiah chapter 10. I'm not doing any teaching now. I just want to declare the glory of God. Just to declare the glory of God. Remember, let me just say this. Make it a habit. Some of these verses we are picking are just the ones I have personally discovered, which I use in the house. I teach my kids. My wife and, um, and I, we do that in the home. That's a family. I do it on my own. We make it a habit you wake up at 9, it doesn't have to be 10 hours. It can be 15 minutes. It can be 5 minutes. 
Just declare the word of God. The earth must be full. It must be full. No, we started by saying it's not just human ears. The clouds must hear. The trees must hear. It must be something, just assume that you are emitting smoke each time you open your mouth to talk. So you want the whole atmosphere filled with that smoke of the glory of God. So that's what we're just trying to do. Make it a habit. The Bible is full of them. Magnifying God. Magnifying the Lord. Let's start with Jeremiah chapter 3. These are habits we must have. I want all of us to read. Uh, let me see the verses I want us to read. I said three. It's ten. Just now I had three again. I was like, where did I get? I said ten before, right? Okay, sorry. It's, uh, maybe my Bible just went to three and uh, I still have to tell you to go to the correct place. Now we're going to read from verse um, six. And we are going to read all the way to verse um, 16. That's uh, 11 verses. All right. Are you ready? Now, those of you that have New American Standard, I want your voice a bit louder than those who don't have that. So that we can... Oh, if you don't like New American Standard, which one do we use? Which one do we use? Some say I know you. Okay, how many people have New American Standard? Put up your hands. That's the size of number. NIV. Where two or three are gathered. <laughs> so let's use the New American standard. Everybody is going, is going to read it anyway. All right, one, two, let's go. From verse six. There is none like you, O Lord. You are great, and great is your name in might. Who will not fear you, O King of the nations? Indeed, it is your due. For among all the wise men of the nations, and in all their kingdoms, there is none like you. Continue reading. But they are all together stupid and foolish in their discipline of delusion. Their idols is wood. Beating silver is brought from Tarshish and gold from Ophaz. The work of a craftsman and the hands of a goldsmith. Violet and purple are their clothing. They are the work of all the, of the skilled of, of men. But the Lord is the true God. He is a living God and the everlasting King. At his rod, the earth quakes, and the nations cannot endure his indignation. Please read verse 10 again. For the Lord is a true God, he is a living God, and the everlasting King. At his rod, the earth quakes, and the nations cannot endure his indignation. Please, let's do it one more time. The Lord is the true God, he is a living God, and the everlasting King. At his rod, the earth quakes. And the nations cannot endure his indignation. Let's continue reading. Thus you shall say to them, The God that did not make the heavens and the earth will perish from the earth and from under the heavens. See, it's so important we note this. If it's just this verse, okay? Just wake up in the morning and release it. You wake up during the night. After a while, you'll have memorized some scriptures. This, to me, is very important. No matter how much you shout it, if the God that you are serving did not make the heavens and the earth, him and his followers that do not repent, according to these scriptures, will perish from the earth and from under the heavens. He said those who worship them will be like them. That's what he says. So let's read that verse 11 again. As we shall say to them, the God that did not make the heavens and the earth 
we perish from the earth and from under the heavens. Verse 12. It is he who made the earth by his power, who established the world by his wisdom, and by his understanding he has stretched out the heavens. 13. When he utters his voice, there is a tumult of waters in the heavens. He causes the clouds to ascend from the end of the earth. He makes lightning for the rain and brings out the wind from his storehouses. Verse 14. Every man is stupid, devoid of knowledge. Every goldsmith is put to shame by his idols. For his molten images are deceitful, and there is no breath in them. They are worthless, a work of mockery. In the time of their punishment, they will perish. The portion of Jacob is not like this. For the maker of all is he, and Israel is the tribe of his inheritance. The Lord of hosts is his name. See, I mean, just reading this, are you not happy? Just reading these scriptures is exciting. Just reading it is exciting. I find it really exciting. For example, he says it clearly. Every other God people worship will perish from under the earth. These judgments are important for prosperity and progress and peace to come. Every, listen, sometimes the people have joined the cult. You know what God said? They will all perish from the earth. Their power will disappear. Their cause will fail them. There are people who sell their souls to others because they want political office. Anyone hearing, whether you're hearing it or not, let me just say it clearly. Stop wasting your time. As the people of God will decree that such arrangements will fail. Such arrangements in Nigeria will fail. The next election cycle will show a demonstration of the failure of these other gods. When men think they are God, they will fail. Amen. When arrangements of friends think they are God, they will fail. Amen. <laughs> you know why? They did not make the heavens and the earth. Therefore, according to this declaration, they will perish from the earth. Amen. Anyone who sells his soul to them for position has just lost. Yeah, he will see it. We declare that heaven rules in Nigeria. We declare that our Father, the Almighty, God of heaven, creator of the heavens and the earth, is a ruler amongst the nations. Amen. He chooses kings amongst the nations. Amen. And we declare that he will have mercy upon this land. Amen. And choose even an obscure person to do his purpose. Amen. Listen, believers, if you are hearing this, don't be afraid. I keep on saying, if the time comes for you to run for office, take your form. If they say, do this, say, I can't, if you can't. Say, they will not help you, I don't need their help. Then you lose the election, eh? Well, so what? It doesn't mean you didn't do what was right. It means that it's not God's time for you. That's how you speak. Those are, hey, this, they disappointed me. You know what my pastor said, said, said those days? He said, the only reason a man would disappoint you was because you put your hope in him. Then if your hope was not in them, how can they disappoint you? So by the time people are disappointing, you should be repenting yourself. I hope I get my point. When somebody disappoints me, it hurts you so bad. Just look back and say, where was my hope? What was I doing? How did I get to this point that this kind of person can make me feel like this? It means that I had my hope in the individual. He said, but I helped him those days. That help is not an acceptable offering. Because if you can be referring to it, you didn't do it for God. 
I hope you're getting my point. It's important. When people fail, they just show to you that they are not your God. When they disappoint, all they have done is to prove to you that you cannot rely on people. He said, blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, but cursed is the one who trusts in flesh. He said he will not see when good comes. When he means the arm of flesh is strength, he said he will not see when good comes. See, by these prophetic declarations, we are saying these principles that we know that are eternal. They will become demonstrable for all to see in our nation. Yeah. You will see the head of state or sitting governor will want to implant somebody to replace him or somewhere else, and God will say no. So in this life, you cannot put your hope in anybody at this man has assured me. Forget it all. Only God can assure anything. Yes, sir. Only God. Listen, what happened to Joseph? He met a, good, a, a big man and he helped the big man. And when the man was leaving, what happened? He told the man, please, oh, don't forget me. I know what happened. The man forgot. But the time that his word came, at that time, God used that man. He said, remember when you... I said, yes. Hey, God. I forgot him all this while. It was because it was not yet the time for Joseph. If you had remembered Joseph before the time, Joseph would have gone home and missed the real destiny. So God said, don't worry. Don't worry about it. I will make people that are important to me to remember you at the right time. Let me say it again. Every God that's not the God of heaven, that they didn't create the heaven and the earth, they will perish from under the earth. Amen. Let's read verse 11 again together. One, two, let's go. The gods you shall say to them. Okay, start from that portion. The gods that did not make... Want, you don't understand? From verse 11. Jump the first, where the Lord shall say to them, what is supposed to say? They just say that one. One, two, let's go. The gods that did not make the heavens and the earth will perish from the earth and from under the heavens. One more time. The gods that did not make the heavens and the earth will perish from the earth and from under the heavens. Now, if you read the Bible well, that word gods refers to two groups of people. It refers to idols. It also refers to human beings. All of them, they didn't make the earth. They should not pretend to be the controller of anything. There was one, well, one political big with the other time. He called the other one, is he a rat or cockroach? How many people remember the one I'm talking about? You know the one, if you are politically aware in Nigeria, you will know. They wanted to kick out one governor and this and that. And the big weights gathered. And one said that, is it, what did he call him? Those who know now, what did they call him? Is it lizard he calls him? He said, call him a political lizard or... Yes. You know, there are things you say, God has to arm himself against you. Once he said it, God said, eh. So you are the political crocodile, are we? You are the political leviathan. Yeah, you called one person a lizard. So you must be... God said, okay, I'm waiting for you. At the end of the day, God disgraced people, Godfather. You get my point? The Father God disgraced the Godfathers. That's what he does. So that's what we mean when we are saying this. Let me say in your life you will see it. If any man threatens you, don't be afraid. Just ask yourself, did he make the heavens? Did he make the earth? No. He's going to perish from under the heavens and, under, and on the earth now. Your life is in God's hands. Amen. That's why we must, we must declare these scriptures all the time. Make it a habit. Don't ever forget. Make it a habit. Quickly, let's open to the book of Psalms. 
That's the prophetic assignment we have. It's not only blessing us as individuals, it's blessing our environment. This one that we have read now, even if you can't dis- um, uh, uh, cut another one by yourself, just take the ones we have read here. We have read Psalm 2. We we're just read now from Jeremiah. Let's go back to Psalms. Last time we read Psalm um, 7, right? Was it 7 we read or 9? 9. Okay, let's go to 7. We're reading Psalm 7. We're reading the whole chapter. If you are there, say amen. Okay, so let's do it as, as we have been doing. Let's all go together. One, two, let's go. Oh Lord, my God, in you I have taken refuge. Save me from all those who pursue me and deliver me. Or you will tear my soul like a lion, dragging me away while there is none to deliver. Oh Lord, my God, if I have done this, if there is injustice in my hands, if I have rewarded evil to my friend, or have plundered him who without cause was my adversary. Let the enemy pursue my soul and overtake it, and let him trample my life down to the dust, and lay my glory in the dust. Verse 6. Arise, O Lord, in your anger. Lift up yourself against the rage of my adversaries, and arouse yourself for me. You have appointed judgment. Let the assembly of the peoples encompass you, and over them return on high. The Lord judges the peoples. Vindicate me, O Lord, according to my righteousness and my integrity that is in me. O let the evil of the wicked come to an end, but establish the righteous. For the righteous God tries the hearts and the minds. Please read verse 9 again. O let the evil of the wicked come to an end, but establish the righteous. For the righteous God tries the hearts and minds. Now, I said we should read that again because of all the kind of things that happen in our country. So let's read it one more time as a prayer. Oh, let the evil of the wicked come to an end, but establish the righteous. For the righteous God tries the hearts and minds. Verse 10. My shield is with God, who saves the upright in heart. God is a righteous judge and a God who has indignation every day. If a man does not repent, he will sharpen his sword, he will bend his bow and make it ready. He has also prepared for himself deadly weapons. He makes his arrows very sharp. 14. Behold, he travels with wickedness, and he conceives mischief and brings forth falsehood. He has dug a pit and hollowed it out, hollowed it out, and has fallen into the hole which he made. His mischief will return upon his head and his violence will descend upon his own pate. I will give thanks to the Lord according to his righteousness, and I will sing praise to the name of the Lord Most High. Amen. Amen. The Lord is good. We're not done reading really quickly. To, uh, that was seven, seven. Let's go to nine. What we are doing, we're not just reading scriptures, I hope you understand that. We are prophesying. These are the things that God will do around us. He will make the evil of the wicked to stop. It will make those who plot evil fall into their own pit. That's what we are saying. What we are doing is reading God's judgments into the atmosphere. Then maybe, maybe next time, we'll just declare the lordship, the, the fact that he is king, he is a ruler. There are so many, there's something I do in my Bible. Good, thank God for electronic Bibles these days. It helps me to mark things and keep them. So if I mark on, on my um, tab, it will show up on my phone, it will show up on my um, computer, everywhere I mark, you know, because um, 
is stored in their server. I do something. Everywhere the name of God is described, I underline it. And, you know, I did a series that time titled uh, Seven Names of God. And I explained that seven names is not referring to one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. That I chose the, the number seven as a sign of perfection. So you're looking at all the names of God. And when the Bible talks about the names of God, it's not just talking about um, Jehovah, um, Jerry, Jehovah, El Shammah, Jehovah, Nisi, Jehovah, Rohi. No. Everywhere God's character is described, that is his name. If he says he's the Lord most high over all the earth, that's the name. He says the Lord that makes barren women dwell in the house as joyful mothers of children, that's the name. If he says that he makes wars cease to the end of the earth, that's the name. And that's one of the ones I like to declare all the time. He makes wars to cease to the ends of the earth. That's the name. And no one way you get victory in life is to lift up the name of God. I said it earlier, that one thing that Satan is trying to do is to give us another name, that another person will proclaim it as God. We may not say he is God, but we ascribe to him the function and the duties of God in our lives. I hope you're getting my point. You say, I let all these pharmaceutical companies get the, 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 the vaccines ready so that coronavirus will not kill us. You know what you have said? Farm companies, they are God. What should you say? Lord, have mercy so that coronavirus will not kill us. If the Lord not chooses to use vaccines, what will happen? We'll be saved. And this COVID has taught a lot of lessons. They laugh at Nigeria that people don't even make vaccines. India makes vaccines. Now they have the highest death tolls now. Don't brag against this God. Though. If you see anybody hiding himself, herself in him, respect that individual. And never speak against the person. People say, okay, people, you will pray too much. Anybody tells me that I tell the person, get behind me, Satan. The reason why we are still here is because we pray. The one I read today, I just said, why do people talk so foolishly? Somebody said, have you noticed? Only the Bible is translated into every language. They will not translate the book of physics. So I said, why do you talk like a fool? The man who wrote the physics textbook does not have a commandment from Jesus to go into all the world. He didn't say you should teach physics to every creature. Did he say so? Light is the word of God. The person that has the light of God can achieve anything. When Satan wants to corrupt people's minds, say that the problem you have is that you are reading the Bible. Say, don't read first. You will see what it means. You'll be in the midst of prosperity. You will not have a bit of it. Listen, we have to be careful that other things don't magnify themselves as God in our hearts. I will not open our lips and start claiming they are God. Let me tell you, dollar is not God. Bitcoin is not God. I have my reason for emphasizing Bitcoin. People are throwing away their money these days because of uh, cryptocurrency. I hope you know 90% of the cryptocurrency adverts you see is they are frauds. They say they are investing in cryptocurrency. They are not investing in crypto nothing. They are investing in crypto pocket. They are removing your pocket. They are, they are, they are removing your money. They say they are investing. They are not doing anything. It's their all pyramid schemes. They are all Ponzi schemes. Some are pyramids, some are Ponzi. It's the money you are bringing, they are using to give those who came before you. And they are paying. Say, hey, why are you paying? Can't you see cryptocurrency has gone up? The person cannot spell, spell Bitcoin. These people pumping their money. 
Bitcoin is God. Some of you are looking very guilty. I'm suspecting you. May God forgive you. Let me just give you advice. Go and meet those people that collected your money to do Bitcoin. Say, I want it back. Say, why? Say, Pastor Bank, he said, I should collect my money back. And say, I have a scripture, God, the avenging God. I use it against you. Give my money. <laughs> you know, scripture is, is, is power. Yeah, we cannot use this anyhow. Otherwise, if anybody just do bad, we just go house. They are, die by fire. You know, just three scriptures. Nonsense. <laughs> Go and remove your money from there before they collapse on you. Although it's good for you when it collapses anyway. Before I was afflicted, afflicted, what happened? I went astray. But now I obey your word. You need to learn to obey the word of God. Stop looking for quick money. I just came back from my convention. The students attended. When we were counseling them, I was surprised at what people don't know. Of course, you know me now. I place a curse on every phone that has a betting app. Say so one hour after that meeting, if he's still dead, the phone is dead. I said, you'll never be able to be recovered. And Pastor Corey now added his own prayer. I said, and you will not have money to buy another one. <laughs> and when two prophets are prophesying like that, take it seriously. Take it seriously oh. You cry from the mouth of two prophets. <laughs> I know what I'm telling you. <laughs> what am I saying? Listen, don't gamble with your life. Those things are not God. In due season, the God of heaven will prosper you. Prosperity is with him. In due season, he will prosper you. Amen. The Bible says that the righteous shall flourish like what? Like what? Like a palm tree. The righteous will flourish like what? Is this like a mushroom? Mushrooms grow overnight, you know that? Palm trees, bros. You see the plant palm tree? Do they grow in one year? The time the Bible was written, they used to grow in seven to ten years. Now, GM-modified ones and all of these modern ones, they do like five years. The righteous flourishes like what? They don't flourish like uh, mushrooms. So. But all of this, Ozubu, Ozubu, Yenzu, Yenzu, the God of now, 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 is not the righteous way. It takes time for the righteous to flourish. When we are describing this, we tend to focus on the palm tree is so successful. Every part of the palm tree is useful. Amen. You see, the fronds are useful. That was what was used to welcome Jesus Christ. Amen. Even the fruits are useful. That is where we get palm oil from. Even the kernel is useful. We get kernel oil from inside the kernel. The shell is useful. It's as strong as can be used to reinforce country. Every part of the palm tree, that's what it will preach. We forget the part that the thing they take to grow. Oh, for like that, everybody's excited. If you add the other one, they look at the pastor. You don't do, professor. <laughs> you will flourish like a palm tree, amen? Let me tell you something about palm trees. They are very resilient. When they are fully grown, they are very, very resilient. They withstand draws, even fire, they withstand. And you know, when you slice that tree, it's resistant to what the, even termites. When you slice it. When I was young that time, in my dad's company, they used to use to make a um, fence. Dig, you know, dig. Very, very strong. But doesn't grow overnight. Though. Takes time. So when the Bible says the righteous will flourish like a palm tree, they had vegetables there that time, I hope you know. It didn't say the righteous will flourish like a vegetable. <laughs> it said like a palm tree, like a cedar in Lebanon. Those things grow over decades. Cedars in Lebanon, they're not trees you harvest in two years. 
some of those cedars have been there since your grandfather was a little boy. It's so instructive that the Bible never said the righteous flourish like a mushroom. <laughs> you know, Christians want it to grow like a mushroom and then persist like a palm tree. It doesn't happen like that. If you grow like a mushroom, you die like a mushroom. <laughs> if you want to be resilient like a palm tree, be ready to wait. Let's read Psalm 9. Are you there? Want to let's go? I will give thanks to the Lord with all my heart. I will tell of your, all your wonders. I will be glad and exult in you. I will sing praises to your name, O Most High. When my enemies turn back, they stumble and perish before you. For you have maintained my just cause. You have sat on the throne judging righteously. You have rebuked the nations. You have destroyed the wicked. You have blotted out their name forever and ever. The enemy has come to an end in perpetual ruins, and you have uprooted the cities. The very memory of them has perished. But the Lord abides forever. He has established his throne for judgment, and he will judge the world in righteousness. He will execute judgment for the peoples with equity. The Lord also will be a stronghold for the oppressed. A stronghold in times of trouble. Please, let's do that verse 9 again. The Lord also will be a stronghold for the oppressed. A stronghold in times of trouble. Please, do some of these verses. Just, okay, it's not just extract one. Put it on your phone, you know, like display. Status. Put it on your status. Let somebody who comes there, have, just tell the person, declare. And put there, 24 hours. So if you are my friend and I see your status, I see it, I will read it out loud. It's important. It's important. We need to fill the earth with the knowledge of the glory of God. We have to fill everywhere. We have to fill everywhere. The time that they were doing answers, all kinds of people were doing answers. Every Christian was doing answers. I was looking at all of them. Answers. Answers. Is that a prophetic thing? Is it the word of God? It's not. Was that what God was doing? I don't know. All I know is that was not the word of God. Yet, everywhere he turned. What if we decided, we put a scripture, and every Christian put it on their list for a month? After a month, we change it. We put another one. After, I mean, just declaring the Lordship of the Lord Jesus Christ over the land. Asking for mercy. And every one of us, millions of us, we declare it a few times a day, even if it's only three times. In the morning, noon, and then at night before we sleep. Believe me. It will change us and change our environment. Let's do that verse 9 again. The Lord also will be a stronghold for the oppressed, a stronghold in times of trouble. Verse 10. And those who know your name will put their trust in you. For you, O Lord, have not forsaken those who seek you. 11. Sing praises to the Lord who dwells in Zion. Declare among the peoples his deeds. For he who requires blood remembers them. He does not forget the cry of the afflicted. Be gracious to me, O Lord. See my affliction from those who hate me. You who lift me up from the gates of death. That's the name of God. My Bible is underlined. You who lift me up from the gates of death. That's the name of God. The doctor doesn't lift people up. It's God. You know one of the things I, ways I learned to pray? I do that all the time. I learned it. I just lift up the name of God over a situation. 
So let's pray for this. How do we pray? We just take God's name and lift it over the situation. We just take God's name and declare it loud. Somebody is down, you are down. Say, you lift me up from the gates of death. He is the Lord. The one who lifts me up from the gates of death. That's the name. That is the name. Let's continue reading. Verse 14. Sorry, sorry. Sorry. Let's start again from 13. Be gracious to me, O Lord. See my affliction from those who hate me. You who lift me up from the gates of death, that I may tell of all your praises, that in the gates of the daughter of Zion, I may rejoice in your salvation. The nations have sunk down the pit which they have made, and the net which they hid, their own food has been caught. The Lord has made himself known. He has executed judgment. In the work of his own hands, the wicked is near. Verse 17. The wicked will return to show, even all the nations who forget God. For the needy will not always be forgotten, nor the hope of the afflicted perish forever. Arise, O Lord, let, do not let man prevail. Let the nations be judged before you. Put them in fear of you, O Lord. Let the nations know that they are but men. Mm. Somebody say amen to that. Amen. <laughs> Please, let's read verses 19 and 20 together again. One, two, let's go. Arise, O Lord, do not let man prevail. Let the nations be judged before you. Put them in fear, O Lord. Let the nations know that they are but men. Hallelujah. Just lift your hands to the Lord and worship him. Because only he can do these things. Let's just worship the Lord. Because indeed he's our God. Let's worship him. Him that abides forever and ever. Let's worship him. He that abides forever and ever. Call him his names. The governor amongst the nations. The governor amongst the nations. The governor in Nigeria. Call him his names. There are so many names to call him. The Lord, the warrior. There is none like him amongst the gods. He says he is majestic in holiness. Awesome in praises. There is none like him. The Lord, the Lord God, slow to anger, abounding in loving kindness. O God, God of the spirits of all flesh. You are God of all flesh. God who is not man, the God that cannot lie, the God that is not the son of man, that he should be changing his mind anyhow. <laughs> the Lord that fights on our behalf, the Lord that shows his greatness in the life of his servants. Just call him those names. <laughs> he said, there is none like the God of Israel who rise the heavens to our help. The God who rides through the skies in his majesty to help his children. The eternal God, our dwelling place. The everlasting arms that's under us, carrying us. That's who he is. He's our God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Just worship him. Just call him all kinds of names. The King of kings. The Lord of lords. The Lord that makes rich. The Lord that makes poor. The Lord that brings low. The Lord that exalts. That was what Hannah said about him. The Lord that gives rain on the earth and sends water on the fields. The Lord that captures the wise 
by their own shrewdness. The Lord that directs the snow to fall on the earth. The Lord that chooses kings. It's very important we understand that. The Lord who chooses kings. The Lord our shepherd. The Lord who founded the earth. The king of glory. That is his name. The only God with us, no other one. The one leading us, manifesting his plan and purpose in our lives. We exalt, that's what we're just, we're just exalting him. The one upon whom our prosperity, our safety, our health depends. Our health does not depend on a vaccine, on, or even on face masks, on human machinations. On our ability to take care of ourselves, no. He's the Lord, our helper. He's the Lord, our healer. He's the Lord, our keeper. Lord, we worship you. You are the one that planned our lives. Who ordained where we should be. The Lord that causes prosperity to flow towards us like a river. And the wealth of the nations like an overflowing stream. The Lord who makes the barren woman dwell in the house as a joyful mother of children. The Lord that made Sarah fruitful, that caused Abraham and Sarah to laugh. The Lord that preserves his own. Jesus will give you praise. You are the Savior. You are the Lord. You are the Savior. You are the Lord. The Lord who died, gave himself for us and rose again on our behalf. The owner of our lives. Is our God. Is our God. Is our God. And we praise Him forever. In the name of Jesus, we have prayed. Let's thank the Lord for He has heard us. Say, Father, thank you. They that come to Him must believe. We believe He has heard our declaration, so let's give the Lord praise. Say, Father, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Blessed be God forever. In the name of Jesus, we have prayed. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Shall we share the grace in unison? One, two, three, let's go. Because of the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, surely we have passed out of death and we are passing to life.